There you go. Master, you're up. I was ready 15 minutes early. And so we all had to jump and get things going. Cause and then you log in and then all I can see is that focaccia Conan picture with the headband hanging off of it in your man purse. Yeah. Sorry. That's my studio. It's my studio space right there. It's better than posing in front of a bunch of boxes of toys. You look that like I, a that I won't fucking touch. hobo. <laughs> oh, thanks. Jesus. Oh, wash Mr. Mr. Positive, though. Very yep. positive. Oh, nice to see you. Positive. Nice to see you. You can put the microphone down on the desk. You don't, you don't hold it. Bob Barker. Yeah, I did wash. I did wash today. I can tell. Full wash. Even though it's a day off. Why are you sitting so far back? So you can enjoy. Uh, no, I'm not enjoying it. Conan. No one People like it. to see me. They like to see what I'm wearing. Like to see kind of shape I'm staying in, you know, I need a trim, so I shouldn't get too close. This, this looks, this does look hobo. Who told you people like to see you? You know, lots of, uh, private messaging who, who uh, who's lying to your face. I'll beat them up. Do you like my new headphones? No. These were found in the garbage. Remember, uh, these are those uh, Beats Studios. Yep, I remember. Found in the garbage. Broken headband. Hold on. And it turns out you can buy replacement headbands on Amazon. Can you fix your hair, please? So I got a replacement headband, and uh, there's still one side is a little bit lesser than the other side. It's kind of frustrating. It's like 10% shorter than the other side. So I think it, I think it's something to do with the noise canceling might be Vakakta on one side. Can you fix that, uh, strand of hair on your right side? Yes. I don't know. Which yep. is... That one right there. How's that? Do the whole show like that. <laughs> like the crow, yo. Yeah. More like flock of seagulls. Uh, so yeah, the, the headband cost me 30 bucks and, to to find that they're not still a hundred percent, it's kind of a kick in the pants, but, um, for so, this application where I only wear it on one ear anyways, and I don't have cords flying about, it's not too bad. So I'm going to keep using it until I'm glad I asked, I'm glad until I we asked. figure out what's happening with this side. I'm glad I asked about the story of the headphones. If anyone has any indication anybody awake out there still well why don't you introduce the podcast then you're no, a rate chipper on time i don't care you have to tell people what they're listening to no if you don't what do you, how'd you find us if you don't know what you're listening to well let me let me explain how it works there's a bunch of new subscribers thank everyone for subscribing they say what is this thing that keeps uh -huh. showing up on my feed and instead they have this guy shouting down another guy for no apparent reason. They go, what yeah. the hell is this? And they're, they're laughing. They're finding it more entertaining than some fucking boring podcasts out there that talk about garbage. So this is STC pod. What do you want me to talk to continue podcast? That's Joe. He's in a rare form tonight and I'm Bill. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you have already, thank you. Awesome turnout happening in the subscribership nowadays. So it's uh, it's nice to see. <sighs> of course, if you look at, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see Joe has put up his branding because he is not to be outdone. His subscribership needs to grow as well. So check him out, out over at My Life in Collecting. If you're wondering what that is under his name, that's his YouTube no, channel. If you're... <sighs> Never mind. All right, now that you're done sucking dick, how was your day? Uh, yeah, not, uh, didn't do too much. Had to mail something, pick up some groceries, went to the okay. stupid thrift store. Uh oh, waste of time. You're not supposed to do that. Nah, it's waste of time. Don't do it. 
I if you're not there at right when they had opens, you're going to be out of luck because uh, there's signs all over. They're only putting out new stock while the store is closed, and that's why the store doesn't open until eleven nowadays. And they so that's when all they're telling people that. Yeah, so all the sharks are there lined up waiting for the door to open because they got nothing better to do with their time than to sit around and wait for the doors to open to a thrift store. So if you're just going to... I wonder if they're all doing that. Yeah, I bet you. Just keep the the employees off the floor. It makes sense. But uh, the sharks are going to wipe out the floor by a quarter after 11 every day. Yeah, so if you're not their first thing, then why bother, right? So if you're not just, yeah, if you think you're going to go casually anytime during the day, see what's happening, your odds of finding things are low. Think about going during the day, going yo, 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 as you walk in, you're going to be out of luck. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that just means you don't have to waste your time going more than once. Or you shouldn't go at all. If you listen to certain other podcasters. Um, I don't know. I think we're allowed now. I think, I think we're allowed some, uh, I think so because wait, didn't they open the shopping centers yet? They're open, right? Malls are open. Yep. That's it. Shopping centers. Are the gyms open yet? Mm, Good life somehow opened. But I don't know if they got the full go-ahead. I, I don't know what story is there. Hmm. And uh, yeah, go to it, the guys. Gyms, uh, uh, wear a mask. The, Get your well, mask on. The mask doesn't stop you from getting the virus. You realize that, right? Well, the mask just prevents you from spreading it if you're asymptomatic and you have it. Mask on, you can still catch the virus. Yeah, of course. However, if you're sending an example out there to everyone that, Hey, I'm wearing a mask and it's fine. I'm not dying. Then everyone will be more comfortable wearing masks. And if everyone wears a mask, the percentage of this virus going around diminishes to like less than 30%. Where'd you get that number from? Well, I just made it up. (laughs) No, actually, if you listen to the Stern show, he just had his buddy, Dr. Agus on, and uh, he broke down a lot of facts well, about I uh, listened to CNN and uh, Anderson Cooper. Okay. So you, you know it too, then I trust him more than uh doctor. What's his name? Dr. Agus. Oh, I heard something else. Okay. Yeah, no, he's pretty good. He was talking, he broke, broke it down into like the number of droplets you expel as you talk and how many droplets you need to to contract the virus it's like thirty thousand virus uh, thirty thousand droplets and uh, if you're wearing a mask if two people are wearing a mask you'd have to be talking to that person who has the virus for over 10 hours to catch it through masks that's so how so, much so says he well he's he's a smart guy well he's a smart guy there's a lot of smart people out there that are not always right and take your fabric uh, mask, like I got my decent, like a real fabric mask that fits your face, and then you slip, if it's made right, it has a little pocket inside, you slip a coffee filter in there, and that uh, ramps up the protection as well. Where did I find coffee filters, might you ask? Well, I went in your, your uh, locker at work and took some coffee filters. Listen, those are for emergency purposes only. <laughs> so I needed to find them. And uh, yeah, you had the, some. You go to the superstore. There's no shortage on coffee filters. I forgot. And fortunately, I only. There. Yeah. Well, if you just asked, no wonder all my other stuff is missing. You don't even know what's in there. So. Yeah, I know. I keep track. <laughs> Good thing everything there I've already coughed on. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise me, but I know you haven't touched that thing in weeks, so it's safe. Mm. Well, I'm going to cough it all tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to cough in your coffee bowl. I'm sure you do that every day for fun. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say? I wanted to say hi to uh, Chris Roberts and Lotus Stark who just popped in there. Hello, guys. Thanks for joining us. 
My buddy Lotus, my pal Chris Roberts. Mm, keep telling yourself that. I think I've got the fucking COVID headache, man. Head's been pounding all day. I don't know if it's like lack of sleep. I um, We worked uh, overnight the other night, and I came home immediately and went back to reinstalling a new ceiling fan into my son's room. And uh, didn't sleep all day till at nighttime, so I think the recovery has been a little bit slower on me. Trying to put these new uh, wall, wall-mounted wall uh, two-way switches for the fan and light. But the new models don't work with these certain fans because they no longer come with the uh, canopy remotes. So I've literally wasted multiple days. Uh, then took apart my daughter's ceiling fan to see how their set, her setup was. And immediately, as I was pulling stuff out of it, uh, massive spark, big puff of smoke, and a bang. So I, I, uh, I fried her ceiling fan canopy box. So you didn't like turn off the power to it. No, I normally don't. Um, cause I'm a real man. Um, so then I had to, re- then I had to remove her canopy remote box and replace her wall light switch. And my son's wall light switch with just the normal old fashioned ones. till I get this figured out. Why? Anyway, both are ceiling fancy. What? Why well, how are you supposed to turn on your ceiling fan light and your ceiling fan and Here, the light to it? There's the remote. Go to town. Don't lose the remote. No, it's it's in the wall switch. The two buttons where you can uh, also adjust the strength of the light and the strength of the fan. It's not just on and off. Okay. Anyway, so fuck both those boxes up. Anyway, they got two fans running now. Just there's... You got to use these stupid chains hanging off of them. <sighs> That's how I got the electrician in because I'm done, done wasting my life with these. Ceiling you have, fans. you need to get an electrician to hang a ceiling fan. No, I, they're already hung up. I did it myself. What's the problem? There's I can't figure out these new fucking box. No, the new boxes are different. <laughs> they don't work with. They're. They're more designed for LED lights as opposed to um, the bulb lights for some reason. Because a lot of the ceiling fans are changing to LED now. But it's a weaker light. We don't like that. Anyway, long story short. Spent all day yesterday doing that. Hey, you want to see a cool video? Well, this is an audio podcast. Well, I don't give a fuck. Is it a video I shot? No, this is a good video. Okay. Can you see this if I put this up? Yeah. What does that look like to you? A mailbox. Fuck, where's the camera? A car. (laughs) A bush. Okay, ready? Let me hit play. This is from your... Oh, shit. Did you see that shit? I'm going to play it again, and then you can describe it to the listeners. <laughs> this is your doorbell camera looking watch out that. to the street. Okay, watch this shit. There's a car parked out there on the street curb. Man, and some kid on a bike goes over the handlebars hitting the front of that car right into the hood and windshield of the car. Yeah. Whose car is that? That's not your car, is it? That's my car. Oh my God. One more time. Dude, One more park time in the driveway. The, One more time for the fucking retards out there. How many times I tell you to park in the driveway? Boop. <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes full on into so, the windshield and hood. <laughs> as that was happening, I'm on my son's bed. Now, this happened, uh, today's Thursday. What days did we work? We worked Monday, Tuesday, right? Yeah. Nights. This happened on 
Sunday, I want to say. I was standing on my son's bed, playing around with the first ceiling fan that I tried to install, but ended up, uh, after I finished installing it, it was making a loud buzzing noise. So I had to take it all down and return it and get the new one I installed yesterday. I'm on there, arms above my head, standing on his bed, screwing in a portion of the ceiling fan light, looking out the window directly at my car. And I saw that happen. And I'm looking and I can't believe what I'm actually, and it was loud enough. Or he hit it hard enough that I could hear it inside. <laughs> so I go, I was surprisingly calm. I didn't get angry once. I walked out, go, man, man, you okay? He's like, I'm pretty sure he can cuss himself because he wasn't talking straight. And when I, and actually he lives four doors down too. Uh, I've never met him before. So he was like, I'm like, Hey man, you want a glass of water? Before I found out where he lived, I'm like, Hey, you want to sit down? You want some water or something? Cause he was like, I thought he was concussed. I, I thought he may have been like, just like really, really tired. And I don't know why he was riding a bike like that. It didn't seem like he was on a phone or anything like that. He was just went straight into the car. <laughs> So he ends up uh, giving me his insurance and information and shit. So I called the insurance company right away. I said, you guys won't believe what this story I got to tell you. Explain what, what I saw. What's the age of this person? You see, I think he's in his 30s. Oh, so he's an adult. Like late 20, early 30s kind of thing. It's hard. To, it's, it's too hard to tell nowadays. He was a tall kid anyway. Tall Could person. Could have been. I got no sense of smell. Um, so called the insurance company. Um, and then I called, I texted my neighbor next door because he's the manager of the dealership where I got my car from. He said, Hey man, you got a body shop? Cause, uh, check this out. Show him the video. Or I sent him, uh, I actually sent him the video later on, but, um, uh, told him everything that happened. He said, yeah, I got a body shop. I actually went there yesterday. Um, mid installing the fan went to their body shop got it uh, praised for the insurance company insurance companies okayed it I'm just they're gonna put a whole new hood on because basically there's just a bunch of uh, there's a couple scratches on the hood and uh, a dent I think where his head went what about the front fender um Two little marks, I guess, from the pedal of the bike or something. I mean, I'm looking at the paper here. Front fender. Operations, bumper, grill. Yeah, remove, replace hood panel. So I guess that means it's going to get a new hood on it. Well, you think where the tire would have hit that front bumper would have cracked oh, that plastic. Didn't see anything, man. I'm going to do another inspection again, but um, yeah, I just got to pay the deductible, which is uh, 500 and then the insurance company is going to go after him for the 500 Oh, that's good. If they don't get it from him, um, I was just going to take him to small claims court. But, yeah, man. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting. You know, in all the years, uh, all the years I've been here, I've only been here, what, five or six years? Yeah, probably seven. Uh, nothing like that's ever happened. So, well, do you think your insurance, what does, does your insurance take a hit on this? Does it go up or is that like a no fault? No, thing? I, so I said it was like a no fault thing. I was worried about that, but there'd be no reason for like logically. Well, we all know how insurance companies work, but logically there should be no reasoning for a uh, mine to go up 
especially since the car was parked. I had nothing to do with it, right? I've got obvious uh, proof that he, you know, this dummy rode his bike directly into the front of it. Yeah. Lotus so. says, uh, don't forget that your hood has the VIN number, like the sticker on there. So they have to transfer that, put it on the new hood. You know, those little police tracking stickers that are on all your auto parts. Mm. So you'll need matching numbers on your new hood. You know. yeah, I guess I'll have to mention that to them. I'm sure they know it's the same. The body shop wasn't in the dealership, obviously, but it's affiliated with the dealership, the Honda dealership. Oh, yeah. It's weird though. I walked in and it was just like, this looks like a fucking uh, chop shop because uh, it's this long, narrow building and there was about 10 uh, Mercedes, Audis, high-end luxury vehicles used, obviously, but just all in a row, just sitting there like on display, like for sale, I guess, or something. There was no sale prices on there. I'm like, what? what's up with this setup, guys? You know, the guy and the guy coming out, uh, you know, uh, how, do I, how do I say it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting to hear how you say it. <laughs> Maybe I won't say anything. Anyway, it, yeah. He was a nice guy once I talked to him, but just looking at him, he'd be like, eh, okay, I guess I trust you. Well, that is shocking. And you kept it to yourself all the two days we worked together. Well, I wanted to get your surprise on uh, when I showed you the actual video. Surprise, I, I didn't even think about uh, checking my camera until someone mentioned it to me. I don't know how you didn't post that online. That could have went crazy viral. That could have went on Ellen. Um, I don't know if I should. Why not? I don't know. I, could I get like, sued or something for that? No. If there's like a legal case that goes on. I would be throwing that up there super fast. You want some quick hits on your channel? Put that up there. Yeah, I want good hits, though. Oh, you good hits. I don't, want, <laughs> I don't need to troll for hits. You don't need to troll for hits. No, actually, well, I do need to troll for hits, but I don't. No, you don't have to have contests or anything like that, right? That's not trolling. Hi, Dean. Dean's stopping in. It's good seeing you. giving away. So that was that for that, man. I got to call them tomorrow. Say, so go ahead, order the parts, reconfirm everything. Reinspect the car. And, uh, yeah, man. They're going to give me a rental, which I'm going to beat the living shit out of. So that'll be fun. Hmm. Well, good. Well, it should be pretty quick uh, just swapping hoods. Shouldn't take. Well, time. no, then you got to match the paint to the fenders, right? They're just going to get a new hood that's already your paint. I mean, it's a new car, right? So they're going to have those hoods ready to go. I don't know. There's no painting. You're going to get in like just a new Honda hood that's in your paint scheme. I would assume if you know, or the other way they would be fixing your hood and repainting it, but that's too much work. So they just order a new part. What's he, what's he looking yeah. at? No, I was looking at the form again. Yeah, all that I'm going to reconfirm anyway. And then it's got to wait and dry before they put that uh, 3M protective uh, coating on again. Oh, I still got to get mine redone. That can't go on right away. Mine will be, what, the fourth or fifth try for them to try to do it right? Well, he said it's super sticky, though, so it's not like, uh, you know, if they mess it up, you can't, it's hard to take off right away. I think it's pretty slippery when it goes on, and you can, like, 
because it's all wet and you can like move it into the right spot and then, mm. you know, so you smooth it out and away you go. But, uh, the contours of my hood just confuse them apparently. And they can't put it on there without wrinkling. Hey, did you see that? Um, I was watching the news the other day and right at 12.05 AM in the morning, the Toronto bars opened up or were allowed to open up. So the news was showing, uh, the news was on site live to catch the first people who had already lined up just so that it could get into a bar right away at 12.05 AM to uh, have a drink. Mm. And it's just the patios too, isn't it? It's just patio access. Uh, it's like, yeah, I think this one, they were just on the patio though. The news guys went inside to the bar to talk to the guy pouring the beers. I just gotta be with people so bad. I can't wait to spend double the cost of what it, a beer normally chart is to go inside and I want to spend six bucks on a beer instead of three and possibly get COVID. It's Toronto, man. <laughs> Toronto life. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah. I'm sure that's Goddamn all the dummies, man. There's those people in all the cities. Let's give all the cities credit. Well, another reason why I stay out of Toronto. Actually, there was thinking of dummies where they don't need to be. I'm thinking about the thrift store again. The one thing I saw there was a reel to reel. And it was, it was not just a reel to reel player recorder. It also took eight tracks in the side so you could transfer from reel to reel to an eight track or maybe the other way around. I'm not sure. And this thing was big and heavy, had a wooden case, a wooden shell. It was missing its wooden front door though. And of course there's no way of telling if any of it works inside, but super heavy main Japan. Um, what was the brand name? Akai. And yeah, how much they, yeah. How much do you think they wanted for that? Okay, I'm gonna say they put a price tag of. I want to say 89, but I'm gonna to go towards 129. Oh no! No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't oh, really? that angering. It was. Uh, All right, 59. It was 50 bucks. Hmm. And I was thinking of doing a manager discount on that, but I'm like. It's like a big boat anchor. And I said, I don't want to take this home and have to worry about shipping it somewhere else. And it's so giant. I thought about it for a long time, but I would have had to change that price down to like twelve ninety nine because fifty is outrageous for a giant boat anchor. You don't even know works. And there's no return policy. Yeah ridiculous and it's missing it's uh i looked it up and just the wooden door to close it that's what was missing just that wooden door goes for 80 dollars. so and i'm taking home an incomplete object here i took a picture of it i think i had something I to show you but i don't remember um, i see this picture I I was like National Geographic today with my camera, by the way. Not interested. What? Huh? That looks pretty clean. Yeah, it's cool. It How heavy was cool it? Factory. Super heavy. As much as it cost. I could have used it. I would have bought it just to curl it. Because at $59, it's still cheaper than what weights are going for from uh, these people on Kijiji. Fucking yeah, furious. You need to curl something. Yeah, I do. Uh, need to get to the uh, gym, man. That Would that help with all this rage and tantrum? It would. It would. Because I've been, a, I've been a, in a kill anybody anything mood for the last three months. Just take your inner lock. Kill everybody. 
and lift them over your head. Is that going to do all it for up. you? Use them all up. Lotus is asking for me to finally get to the what happened with the eBay thing. That long drama that happened with my return. All right. You're going to have to help me out through it. If it's been a while. Doesn't mean I'm you sure. Doesn't mean you All tap right, out. Doesn't mean you tap out. It means you engage in the conversation as the story goes along. Pay attention, you mean? So, All right. uh, by the way, I did sell something today, which made me stupid nervous because it was a Wii console. I sold it to some guy with a zero rating, a zero. And he just joined eBay in June. Like, <laughs> here we go. Well, if it works, you shouldn't have an issue. Well, like we know, if they they can say anything, they can say one of the LED lights blinks when it's not supposed to, and that qualifies as a return for eBay, which is kind of what happened. Well, not really with this return I was presented with uh, last month or a month before. It was a Guitar Hero guitar I sold um, for the PlayStation. Yeah. And I sold it as, you know, I give my usual spiel, spiel how this is, you know, this is as is, untested, uh, without warranty, um, sold with no um, statement towards its operation other than being a static display piece, all of that. Although I'm not gonna sell broken stuff. I'm pretty sure everything works. I just have to say that blanket statement, which means nothing in the end. So I sell him this PS3 uh, Guitar Hero controller and he writes me back. Oh, it was a Beatles one. I don't know if that makes any difference to the story of the Hofner bass. So it's kind of a more collectible guitar that people would just use as a static display piece. And I listed it as uh, untested because I, it did not have the extra dongle you need to, uh, to connect to your PS3. I was missing the dongle as I reported in the thing. Anyways, he writes me back. I would love a return for this. I know you don't offer returns. But can you give me a return? Because I tried to use this with my PS4 as the internet said it would work, and it does not work. So I would appreciate a return. And as soon as I got that, I went, oh, well, at least I'm off the hook on this. This is a slam dunk. The guy clearly used it on a piece of equipment it wasn't designed for. I sold him a PS3 controller, and he tried to use it on a PS4. He admits it in the letter. Slam dunk. No one's going to support that return claim. So I wrote him back. Look, uh, sorry about your luck. Uh, I don't know where you read that about the internet, but uh, that guitar is not forward compatible or anything like that. But all I sold was a PS3 controller to be used with a PS3, not a PS4. And uh, that wasn't good enough. So he, he took it all the way to forcing a return through eBay and what you get as a seller is, an, is a note saying uh, basically full support to the buyer saying, hey, this guy wants a return, which you have not granted yet. So we're going to go ahead and give him his money back and you should send him a return label so he can ship it back to you. So eBay, what they want you to do is to give him the return, including his shipping money back, and then you pay for shipping to bring it back to you. So... You as the seller are out the shipping cost two ways. And uh, in Canada, our shipping costs are a lot. So it is a, it is a big hit. Most of the time when this happens to us sellers, uh, we'll just tell them to keep the item if we are going to give a return. We're, we're like, here's your return. You keep the item. I can't pay for shipping back. Just keep it, throw it out, do whatever. Nonetheless, I did not want to grant this return in the least because he admits in the letter how he's using it on the wrong device. He admits it. He was a dummy. He could have just said, you know what? One of these buttons doesn't work uh, one time out of 100, so I want to return. And then he would get his return, no question asked, because they'd say, oh, 
doesn't work. It's not like new. He didn't. He admits he was using it in an incompatible fashion. So I wrote that to eBay. Well, I can't give this refund because it's incompatible. He used it on hardware that wasn't designed for it. And they write me back. And believe me, I wrote several different times to eBay to several uh, customer service agents. And they all have the same form letter back. It starts a little different, but it turns into the same form letter as, oh, we can't uh, be a judge in this account because we can't actually see what condition the item is when the customer bought it. And then I'd write back saying, it is irrelevant the condition the, that the object is in when the customer got it because the customer admitted to using it wrong. I said, it's as if uh, this guy wants a return on his DVD player because it won't play VHS tapes. And then you'd get the next letter back from eBay saying, well, we have to remain neutral in this situation and you should send him a shipping uh, label back so we can get the return expedited. And I'm like, can you guys just read? I'm asking you to just please read what he said because he actually admits it in the letter. Just read it. Just read what he said. And then they'll do another form letter back saying, uh, we apologize you're having this problem. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, my phone went off. Yeah. But uh, please go ahead and, and grant that shipping label so we can get past this resolution. And I'm like stymied every time because I can't believe that it's so simple. It's so cut and dry, right? Like all they have to do is read his letter. So why didn't I call them on the phone? Well, because during this special time, uh, their phone lines are down. And they direct you to the website, which is like a Vegas casino trying to find the exit is like trying to find their contact us form on the website. So ultimately you're sending these emails back and forth and you're just getting form letters back. I can, then I finally, I went to Twitter. I rave, I raged about it on Twitter and eBay goes on Twitter and says, Hey, I can help you. Why don't we talk about it here? So, you know, okay, let's, let's get it. Let's go after it one more time. So I said, uh, I wrote them the situation. Then I said, every eBay agent says I sold an item that was defective, does not work and doesn't match the description, but the buyer admits to trying to use it in hardware. It's not compatible with tried to use this PS3 controller with a PS4 that won't work, but that does not make it de defective, not the seller's fault. And then they write back. Hi there. Looking over your return request, which they haven't done. It looks like your buyer was concerned because the guitar should be backwards compatible with the version of the game that they have, PS3 to PS4. Because it didn't work, they asked for a return. We understand the feelings you have on this request for sure and try to remain as neutral as possible in situations like this because we're never physically... This is where it gets to the form letter, right? We're never physically with the items. We must trust the sellers that the items they're listing and to be without and what they are without question and extend the same trust to buyers when they say something may not be right with their order. That's why we ask that you arrange a means for return to your shipping here. So then I wrote back. Yeah, I said, thanks for looking over the case. The buyer assumes, assumes this controller would be forward compatible. It is not. It was not sold that way. It's not listed that way. The buyer used it in a way that's not described in the listing. The buyer's at fault. Uh, eBay promises seller protection and buyers can't ask for returns for product misuse or remorse. Therefore, I should not be asked to accept the return. The buyer admitted to using it wrong. If eBay will not reverse this decision, I must insist on eBay replacing the money it took out of my account. My listing was accurate. My product was functioning if used as described. And I said, if you're unable to return my funds, please escalate this to a supervisor. I'd be happy to talk with one over the phone. I refuse to accept this punishment for the mistakes of my buyer. And then they start with the shuffling year round, right? Well, the phone lines are down due to the current 
global situation and uh, you know all of that jazz and I'm like well you guys have stolen from me I need to talk to a supervisor so finally uh, this this Twitter exchange ended with the same note that they had said in the beginning we have to be neutral at the beginning but if the buyer opens a case start stating something is wrong with the item we aren't at liberty to tell them otherwise which I'm like if you read his letter he's not using it so uh, I kept asking for supervisors and finally I got one. I went back to the eBay page and found a live chat option and I was live chatting with an agent and then we would go through this whole spiel again, how they would just copy and paste the, we must remain neutral and trust the buyer for uh, telling the truth. I'm like, it doesn't matter. The buyer admit just please I would write in full caps just please read his letter just please read it and then I just kept pushing okay supervisor supervisor manager supervisor stop typing manager supervisor manager supervisor manager supervisor finally I got a supervisor on there and I just gave like an opening sentence and sent it and then as I'm typing to plead my case one more time, he comes back on and says, I can see already what happened here. And I've already made my decision. We're reversing our decision and sending your money back to them. The buyer should have never been granted a refund on this. <laughs> like, Yes, I know. That's what I've been trying to tell you people. He's like, yeah, we apologize for that. I'm like, you don't know how many people I've talked to to try and get this done. He's then he wrote back as a supervisor. We have, uh, I forget his wordings, but it was like, we have extra power to do these things. Extra pat, like read to read and actually make a decision. Like it totally didn't have to go to a manager. So that was, uh, lots of letters, lots of typing. I wasn't going to let that go. Cause that was a slam dunk. In my opinion, right from the beginning, I was not going to let that sucker go. But it was hilarious how as soon as a manager came on, he uh, turned it over in seconds, in seconds. And uh, the money went instantly back in my account. I don't know what happened with this dude. I don't know if he got charged the money. Probably not. He probably got away with the credit because eBay just would rather keep everyone happy. But that's what happened. So the moral of the story is keep pushing for a supervisor because no one else will actually read what happened. I just wish eBay would uh, actually get some real competition so that they could have a big bite taken out of their pocket and have to go back to doing good customer service. They just don't want to deal with anything. They're like, nope, let's just, we'll treat eBay like a store where you can return anything you want anytime as opposed to the garage slash yard sale that eBay actually is and should be. You know, it doesn't matter what you, doesn't matter the side incident I had where it doesn't matter what you write in the description. Uh, I was told, well, buyers don't actually read the description. So, <laughs> It sort of doesn't matter what you write in there. I know like it, it should totally be like I said, what my, what my, what my form is on every item is we guarantee no operation of this outside of it being a static display piece. Doesn't matter. I put that there. That's just, maybe I can trick someone into not asking for a return because it, it doesn't matter. You could tell the customer service agents, look, I sold him a display piece. I don't care if he's trying to plug it into the wall. That's not the deal. It's a display piece. And they're like, well, you advertise it as used, but in, and then the generic use thing fills in good as new. Right. So Lotus is saying there's a new eBay coming along called Mer Mer. Mercari, Mercury, Mer Mercari, Merci. I don't know. I mean, there is eBay competition. Amazon sells, uh, yeah. Etsy, 
Doesn't Fate, matter. Uh, no one goes to it. Hmm. You going so, to all those things to look for shit? No. Because you know most people post on eBay. Well, I don't know. I, I don't I don't buy. I don't buy on eBay. I sell on eBay. I don't buy. Shipping is too much. Enough of eBay. We're giving too much attention already. I just want to say that like I had another seller who got eBay, another buyer who gets it, right? He bought a 50-year-old radio off me, a Sony portable, you know, AM radio with the original Sony adapter. Beat up, beat to shit this thing. It is beat up like mad, but I said in that, you know, it turns on uh, you know, it'll tune into a station but is obviously well used. It's 50 years old. And uh, this guy wrote me back after he got it. And he said, fantastic. It was just as described. I'm going to be restoring this and I'm going to replace this and replace that. It's like, yeah, see, he gets it. He gets it. It's a 50 year old item. It's not going to be like new. And that guy, even uh, I wrote back to him said, Hey, that is awesome. I'd love to see some pictures of this final restore. And then he wrote me back months later telling me everything he did to restore it. And, uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that's he got it. No, that's a guy who's into restoring as a hobby for those particular devices. He could have said, you know what? This didn't tune into 97.5. So I'm returning it. Well, that's what I mean. He's a restorer. So he understands he's got common sense. Yeah. Dramatic pause. What are you drinking? Like, is that coffee? I'm this drinking a night? fucking coffee because I'm trying to get rid of this. Are you headache. crazy? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Caffeine will. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a draw. That's what I mean. I don't know because I haven't had a coffee. I didn't have one at all yesterday for the entire time I was awake, and I haven't had one today until now. Though I had a Coke today because I thought that might help, and I don't know if it just wasn't enough caffeine. Or it could just be the weather change, or it could be fucking COVID. <laughs> you are such a... Here, I'm going to show... Can I show you something that will make you feel uh, happy? No. Or it could be because I haven't been in the gym for three months. Yeah, you're not getting your regular... Yeah. Roy division. So angry, man. Oh, my God. Well, as you said, application window. What's going on here? Okay, I'm figuring out for, how to do it. Good for listeners. Are you are you seeing it? Unfortunately, yes. What happened? Did it disappear? Yes, thankfully. This is stupid. Hold on. This is like National Geographic stuff I did here while I was sitting on my deck today. Is this still showing? No. Stupid stream yard. Uh, hold on a second. Okay. I don't know computers. Store down. This computer is... Okay. Guess you don't get to see it. I don't I, uh, get to see your slow-mo of the hummingbird. That you finally I managed to catch a hummingbird at, at the hummingbird feeder. You don't know how long it took hunting that thing for it to finally hit man that was like winning the lottery catching this hummingbird it's been two weeks of waiting for that hummingbird <sighs> finally happened i've got slow-mo of me peeing you want to see that yeah i took a picture of that for a goof well i'd like to say i'm surprised by that but yeah was this with your phone you had to take a picture of your stream? Well, I was in the bathroom. Were you yeah. sinking boats in the toilet with it? <laughs> oh, my God. My boats are already sunk when they're in the toilet, dude. <sighs> Travis and you should uh, do reps of lifting your sealed VHS tapes. I don't have that many that are sealed. They're hidden in the wall somewhere. <laughs> 
Probably. God yeah. knows, man. I'm drowning in shit here. Drowning. Well, so, you're not doing anything to cur curtail it at all, so. Well, I'm trying to. You seem to be happy with it. No. I don't think so. How can I'm you actually, be happy with it? I'm actually miserable. Never said I was happy with it. <laughs> I mean, how can you say you're not? You're trying. You're you're adding to it every day. You're trying to add to it every day. Uh, I'm trying to get rid of it too, but I can't because I don't know what to get rid of. If I had Kevin come, he'd probably be able to. Kevin should hire himself out to to collectors. You know, as those people that come to people's homes and like, let me help you declutter. You could be an impartial uh, person and just go, just fucking hand swipe off my shelf. Boop, the shelf is gone. We we shouldn't be. I don't need you invoking Kevin's name on this right, show. I, we I took his what? raff. Does it cause him to pop up? Over like twenty minutes. Well, no, no, it's past why do you go on there when he they're doing a record? Because I support. My Why friends. do you feel that you need to go on there? Because I support my friends. Does that is that phrase not work for you anywhere? Um, I support them by downloading it every week and listening to it. So what's the difference? I don't need the immediate attention by making well, myself it, known on their record so that I can get my name out into the podcast and other people listen hmm. to it. Hmm. Is that it? I listened privately. I actually listened. I finished listening today as I was cleaning the, uh, I'm redoing the interlocking on the side of the house. So as I was picking up the gravel, uh, Fandango got me through it today. It was a good show. Lotus asked if you've seen uncut gems yet. With Sandler. No, I forgot what that's about. Let me write that down. Lotus, what's it about again? I've seen it. I can tell you about it. Uncut gems. Sandler is this, um, well, he works. Oh, he works is that a movie where he's a scumbag uh, pawn shop guy? Yeah, he works one? in that district of, what is it, New York, where they, they're buying and selling jewelry, right? Right. Okay. And uh, he's always on the hustle, not just for jewelry. He's got this gambling problem, which is so insane. You can't believe what you're seeing. And he's trying to juggle, you know, a girlfriend and a, and a married life as well. And uh, yeah, it's a real, real great picture for Sandler. He got a lot of acclaim for it. No Oscar noms for it though. No, but it was, uh, of course not because he's a, He's known as a comedic actor and they rarely get the just that they deserve. Uncut Gems. No, I forgot about that. No, it's uh, because it's not on my PVR at the moment. I'm not uh, going to be able to watch it. I've got to oh, eliminate wow. these uh, 20 plus movies. Uh, so Lotus, if you like that, I recommend uh, Punch Drunk Love as well. It's another Sandler film that's not necessarily comedy, but it is excellent. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, and uh, it's got a great scene between those two. Love that movie. Good audio in that movie too. Turn it up loud. What are you doing over there? Doodling. Oh, that's good talk. Good chat. Oh, I saw that punch truck love in the, no, I don't think it was in the theater. No, that was a blockbuster rental. I think that was when I was actually working there. I can't remember. No, that was blockbuster rental. God, I miss video stores. Why? Because it was a whole, it had to do with the whole process of going and choosing a movie and it just involved everything with it, man. It's like going to the no. movie theater and watching. Yeah. 
it's like remember, going to the movie theater and watching a movie. It's the whole process of going out and doing it and getting it. You remember Working when for it. Blockbuster ruined the, the video store experience by their walls of the same movie? Just yeah, they did that panels for, of the exact same movie. Yeah, but they did that for the newer releases, so there'd be more yes. for people to rent. And then they took away all of that flavor that we saw in the old rental stores of all the old classic movies and movies oh, they that have their just left movie selections. They Barely. had that too. Barely. Not in my blockbuster. It was good. Hey, I can argue with you too over nothing. You want to waste more time arguing about fucking blockbuster video setups? Yeah, they were depressing. I worked and there. They, I know what it was like. They ruined the experience. Of the or did they make it better? Ah, they ruined it. Or did they make Shit. it better? Shit. Or was it great? <laughs> no, because there was... There was a little, you know, that kind of, you, you miss the, the suspense walking into that store, into the independent store and wondering if you're going to get that movie that you went there to get. Cause yeah, it was I'm kind wondering, of exciting. You cross Am I going to get one of the three copies of, uh, of mannequin or are they all going to be, or gone? did someone else who, who came to a variety store to get their bag of milk, get that one of two copies of that movie that I want. Yeah. That's a bit of excitement yeah. there. Instead of just that? this instant gratification that Blockbuster yeah, gave Yeah, you walk in releases. and it's like, you hear the freaking, uh, the gates of heaven open up and it's like, ah, and you look around and you whip down your pants and it's like, oh my God, look at all these movies. It's fucking fantastic. It's no, one of my it's, favorite places to go to, man. 500 copies of, uh, it's not 500 teams. copies. They had like, they would have like 50 copies of the same movie if it was a new release. And then as time progressed, they'd whittle those down and then sell off used ones. Oh, I can't admit that the small independent store was a better experience. It they wasn't. Had, they had all of the selection. Because I didn't grow up on a farm. I had real stores around me. Blockbuster was awesome, dude. Come on. It was so no, fantastic. I'd take a jumbo before a blockbuster. I had jumbos too. I went to both. At least jumbo, uh, they had the popcorn. Why'd you stop? <laughs> what? I was trying to think of something funny to say about popcorn, and I couldn't. <laughs> jumbo was good. I had jumbo. Well, the two closest to me were Blockbuster and Rogers, Kitty Corner. And there was a jumbo somewhere. That was like my third choice. Now, oh, yeah, we had Rogers going in there too. Yeah. Well, the the, the cities had the Rogers. Mm. But I don't know, man. Good memories. The one thing I like to add to my collection is a Blockbuster VHS rental case. Oh, that just so a, stupid. With the standard Blockbuster paper label inside of it that that use as a placeholder. God, I want one so bad. How's that stupid? Put that right on my VHS shelf. So Chris <laughs> Robert, I bet you Chris Roberts yeah. has a blockbuster VHS placeholder case. A placeholder case. Come on. Yeah. Getting a bit ridiculous. No. Yeah. I think it's a Piece of nostalgia. Lotus says he's happy I grew up on the farm and he liked my dad's story, which is uh, alluding to the special that got put out on this podcast feed, the STC Pod Father's Day special, STC Talks, which I'm sure you listened to. I haven't heard any feedback from you yet. Joe. That was very well done. Really? What What did you like most about it? The part where you talk to your dad. It's so frustrating. That's so the best part. I haven't had Please. time yet. I said I would. I'll listen to it. Told you I would. Sorry, well, I've been busy with fucking ceiling fans and people driving into my car <laughs> with their bikes. Instead of listening to Fandango, listen to your own feed. That's on the YouTube, you said. 
I'm not going to listen to it. It's on our feed. It's on our podcast feed. I'm not subscribed to our feed. Well, it's on that. Why would I? I'm on the damn show. Why do I subscribe to it? You could tell your Google to, hey, Google, play the STC pod podcast. Hey, Siri. Play the STC pod podcast. Just a sec. What? Playing podcast STC pod. What the fuck? It's playing it. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it? Well, how would it play it? What? How wouldn't it? She doesn't do anything else for me. She plays that one thing that I call up. Great. So while you're listening, I'll I'll just say this to the audience. Uh, Please bear with my microphone, which was lousy throughout this recording. But uh, the, the person of interest who I'm interviewing, my father, his mic was perfect. Uh, we were recording on two separate mics. Mine was like died. And I thought I, I was running out of time. I didn't have time to work. I, there were several ways I could have worked around it. Thinking back on it, I'm like, I'll just fix it and post. Keep going. And uh, I did my best to resurrect that audio, guys. I really did. Super. A lot of processing going on. <laughs> a lot of processing. And it still didn't come up enough, I guess, from what I hear. Now, I mastered the whole thing listening through headphones, and I thought it came out, you know, you could hear it fine. But uh, uh, some, like I think Kevin said he tried to listen to the show in his car with the windows down. You're not going to hear me like that. So uh, have a good, you know, sit down, put some headphones on, listen to it. It's, you're you're going to hear some interesting stories. And I added production to it. This is the first time production has been involved with the podcast on this feed. Incidental music supplied by Bill. Uh. I can play some incidental music for uh, our show too here if you want, Joe. Uh, Yeah, you can play it as we're uh, signing out. Anyways, Trav, thanks if you listened to it. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, yeah. And if anyone wants to leave some comments on it, I'd be more than happy to pass along to my father, which I, uh, Lotus left a nice comment. I took a picture of it and texted it to my dad who called me back immediately and said, I don't know what, what you sent me here. I'm like, uh, someone left a comment. It's a picture. Just click on it and you'll see it. So I, I don't see anything. I'm like, you just called me cause you saw something. Just right under the text is a picture. You just got to click it. You just got to click it. Then he starts reading a text from two days ago at the top. And you were in charge of a million dollar corporate agricultural endeavor, eh? Okay. Yep. Uh, They didn't have phones back then. But yeah, if you do leave comments, I will get them to him somehow. And it, and it is tickling him quite, uh, quite immensely that people have listened to it. He's really getting a kick out of that. That's well, great that you recorded a piece of that history of your, with your dad. You know what? He's got stories and he's got enough for another part. Maybe we'll do another part someday. And I would, wouldn't mind. And I've told you to do the exact same thing to uh, do an interview with your folks. And I'm sure they have stories as well. Mm, probably not. And it's nothing that you're going to regret later. You're never going to regret Oh man, I regret doing this interview with my dad. You know, that's not going to be a regret. That's going to become an asset at some point. Absolutely. So I highly recommend everyone trying that. Everyone's dad or mother is going to have a story. Like they all came up in interesting times, man. If you want to talk about the sixties, you want to talk about the fifties, you can just talk about the pop, the pop culture that was going around at the time. That's, uh, that's like where I want to go the next chat. Like, and I was, that was where I wanted to go at one point in this one. I'm like, you know, in 69 during Woodstock, you were within driving distance and didn't go. What, what, why, why, how do you not go? Come on. A million people in Woodstock, the biggest bands in the world. And you didn't go. I'd like to get that answer. I know the answer, but there's always good stuff to talk to your folks about. So Joe, yeah. Next year. Uh, my folks never did anything, man. That is such bull. 
See, that is so easy to say that, but your your parents your parents immigrated here, didn't they? Or are they sons? No, they came over when they were like six or eight years old. So there's obviously stories of them coming across. And I recall something about your parents, right? How they're both immigrants, but they met here. Like there is a story there. You told me about it. Did I? They're both immigrants, yet they met here and they were from the same town or something overseas. Is that it? I don't know. I well, just they're they're both born in Sicily, so on the same island. And yet they met here. So like th- there is a story there to explore. I, I recommend everyone doing it. All right. You might think you might think it's boring or whatever, but it actually isn't. Well said. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. That's it. That's it. We gave you an hour of our lives. Gave you, gave you our blood. How much more do you want? Well, okay. We didn't even talk about what we watched or anything. I got, I got stuff to say, but uh, we'll save uh, it for not. next time. Yeah, sounds like a fucking Kevin excuse. Okay, sign us off. Why do I have to do the work all the time? Why you don't know where to find love, us or where we are? You love, love to it. talk, man. You I love, love talking. When, when you say my name, when you say my life and collecting, I love that. I hate to deprive Everyone you of that. the lip smacking you love to do, Gary. I mean, Bill. Just talk away, Baba Booey. You're okay, the new Julian. fucking Baba Booey. All right. If you love the, this kind of content that this guy's bringing you right here, go over to YouTube, My Life and Collecting, where you're going to see lots of fun stuff over there. Lots of fun stuff. The latest is, um, <laughs> I thought it was a joke at first, but it's looking through the TV guide. And God damn it, he's getting lots of great feedback for that. So good job hey, on that, Joe. Who doesn't love the nostalgia of the old TV guide, man? I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself to trim it down to what I had. What am why do I had I had boxes. That's being a maniac. And uh, if you like what you're seeing here, please subscribe to this channel. Start to continue. You're going to see our live feeds across the top of the channel. If you go to the Start to Continue YouTube channel, when we know we're doing a live feed, you'll see it programmed at the top, so you can know when to tune in. Subscribing helps, and hitting the bell also helps. Hitting the like on this helps. Uh, so you can do all that. You can follow me on Twitter at STC pod. Joe is at AC Decepticon and uh, you can find us wherever the podcasts are at on the Instagrams too. Same thing. All that stuff. Is that it? That's it, brother. Thanks again, everybody for tuning in. Oh, thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Oh, oh, thank you, Bill. Post it and post it. <laughs>